This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. I thought I told you that we won't <laughs> stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Mace had a great verse on that track. I was like in fifth grade rapping that verse, not knowing what the hell I was talking about. Mace had I, yeah, a I was great career when he was popping. Mace was a great... Come when you want to. Money, I'm a stunt you. Girl, I only want you. I, I can't only believe want you, you nobody wants you. I if I die now, my love oh my still wants you. Mace this is, is the, the golden era of hip-hop. Yeah. Really good, really good. You know, speaking of hip hop, he's like, that girl wasn't 18. (laughs) I followed her to school. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) That's not the album. I don't know that one. That's a B side. That's a B side. I don't know that song. You got to chill us. You're making me lose my black card. You got. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> you know what song I'm talking about now. I know you're talking it's about. Like, I followed her to school. So you see, I know you probably heard the Harlem World album too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love that album. That was the one album they put out. I know you're looking a little nice and ish. Well, we'll talk about that off air. But guys, we are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, The Voice of Harlem. I'm here with Jason Elihio, Alyssa Fuchs, Selena Cat Daddy, Snapchat, Good Hair, Shoulder Lean Hill, and Stanley Chet, Lionheart. White Lives Matter Fritz. <laughs> and White this, Lives Matter. Selena was always blowing my levels with her laughter. And I'm here to tell you this is the news roundup where we would talk about our favorite news stories of the week. I'm going first because I have to go first. And I need to talk about this. So, guys, if you follow hip hop, which I stopped doing more or less in for the last like four or five years because it is pure garbage at this point, minus four or five artists who are currently rapping, at least in the mainstream. But my ears were brought back to rap because a rapper by the name of Meek Mill, who is well known for dating Nicki Minaj and screaming on records, said that Drake, the rapper who was on Degrassi and now raps and sings, doesn't doesn't write his own rhymes. So now Twitter was afloat with this. And then Drake put out a diss record called Charged Up. And for me, that's very exciting because we all know hip hop is built on competition. And some of the best rap songs have been diss tracks. Meek Mill doesn't respond. Then Drake drops another diss track with the back to back. It's called, it's called Back to Back, and the artwork is when the Toronto Blue Jays beat the Philadelphia Phillies in the World Series. And then he donates $75,000 to the high school that Meek Mill went to in Philadelphia. And then he sends six bottles of Don Perignon to um, a radio personality that he doesn't like at um, Power 105 because that radio personality said that he didn't like what Meek Mill said. He did all of that, and then of course back to back. It wasn't an amazing lyrical, you know, um, you know, example, but it was pretty interesting. Um, some of the things he said on there was all of a sudden dudes go from trigger fingers to Twitter fingers. Mm-hmm. And oh, what's, he, what's the line that I like? Um, shout out to all my boss. Oh, yeah. wifing, wifing. wifing. Mm-hmm. Make sure you get that prenup. Yeah, yeah. Make sure he, you get the prenup. And then so then everyone was making fun of Meek Mill because he had not responded. And as you know, in hip hop, if you start a beef, you have to finish it. You can't just be quiet. Joe Budden had 70 bars ready for him. You know, I was excited about that. So Meek Mill finally comes out with a diss track. And, and it's, it was he awful. uses, yes, but he used the Undertaker like the Undertaker music and you know that song is hot. You put you put some bass to it and a hip hop beat it sounded so good and his diss track was atrocious. He mumbled. He mumbled worse than me. <laughs> but but <laughs> that's that's the thing. I have been listening to Meek for years. Like I used to run around Philly. Yeah. You know? The, the, he oh he sounds like no disrespect that he sounds like a special kid. Oh. Yeah. He's got that voice. That's no, hey, it's real, man. That's yeah. that's how his voice delivery has always been. Yeah, he's not built for. That. I mean, R.I.P. to Meek Mill, man. Yeah. Get done. <laughs> yeah. enjoy that tour with your with your husband. Whatever, right. whatever's but going on. Here's here. how it got even better though, because as you guys know, I trafficked the Twitter 
Arby's made fun of him. White Castle made oh, fun of him. Absolutely. Pornhub made fun of him. Rosetta Stone made fun of him. All on Twitter. It was ridiculous. But I still think it was a good move for Meek. And here's mm-hmm. why. Ever since he signed the Rock Nation and he's been trying to position himself as the next best thing. And I'm pretty, and from my opinion, Drake already has that. And then we have Kendrick. Then we have J. Cole. Then we have Big Sean. In that order, you know, no. maybe. Well, in my opinion. So I think that when Meek Mills, is, what he's trying to do is he wants to go for that spot. So how do, you, how do you go for that spot? Rap. You take down the person in that, in that spot and... Let's look but at it. But he, the thing is, he's not built. He he doesn't have it like that. And he's yeah. he wasn't even ready when he made the diss track when he when he came out of right. He wasn't so even ready for a now. response. He wasn't ready for anything. But the thing is, it, it helped his profile. It helped his publicity. And he just put an album out. So he, we have everybody talking about Meek Mill. So I think that there's no such thing as bad publicity. And this was a great move. It me. is when your album falls out of the top twenty. Yeah. Speaking of publicity, (laughs) you know who else really likes publicity? Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. So the Republican debate is coming up, the first one uh, this week. And the, I don't know, Fox News is using some special formula based on polling numbers um, or really just based on whoever Robert Ailes decides (laughs) he wants to see on the debate stage. Um, And so it's going to be kind of a circus because Donald Trump's definitely going to be up there. um, And he's going to say inflammatory things. And, you know, he's going to sink the Republican Party further. It's funny because I was watching, um, I think it was John Stewart the other day, and he was saying, you know, Republicans came out after 2012 when they lost the, you know, the second time when Obama won. And they were like, we really need to change our party image. We need to, <laughs> you know, we need to find a way to be more in, you know, talk more to Hispanics. We have to find better ways to talk about things with respect to women. Like, for example, you know, like we should watch out for the Ted Aiken saying things about legitimate rape, et cetera, et cetera. We really need to change our party image um, and maybe shift our platform a little bit in order to reach more of the groups who are not reaching. Because otherwise we won't be able to win elections because the number of Latinos in this country are growing. And, you know, the number of women who go out and vote is growing and we need to learn how to speak to those groups. And then you have Donald Trump who comes along and he says all the things that maybe certain parts of the Republican Party want to hear, but ultimately is not helping the GOP to reshape their image as they wanted to. And I think is probably going to end up burying them unless they can somehow figure out a way to take back their platform from Donald Trump. You have thoughts on that? Well, here's the thing. They can try to take it back, but... Every single inflammatory remark that Donald Trump has said has only helped his numbers in the polls. Yeah. So he's getting and galvanizing a lot of attention, which he's an expert at. He's a media personality. And I think that it's just helping his presidential campaign. So if they're trying it's to helping Democrats, it's, it, it, it's helping Democrats in the long run. I think that I think that he's very dangerous for the GOP party and platform. But I think that he has a large audience and he's going to continue to be himself. And it's entertaining for someone like me. So here's the thing. Donald Trump is a known name because he has a show and a college. And and he like $8 billion. $8 billion. So people recognize his name. Rick Santorum was saying things just as crazy four years ago. And it didn't help him too much. It's This is a, a phase. We're going to have fun with this. We're going to watch it. And then it'll be over. Donald Trump is a joke. But what he does do is he shows you all the crazy people in the world. Even the Don Lemon type folks that would vote for Ben mm. Carson support Donald Trump right now. But they're not going to matter when it's election time because they're not going to win. 
I mean, listen, there are some people in the Republican Party party that could be legitimately good candidates. For example, like Kasich, who, mm-hmm. you know, he's a mod- he's he's fairly moderate. He could definitely swing some of those people that are in the middle that mm-hmm. may or may not, you know, vote for Hillary or vote for a Republican. He's a white man. You know, he well, no, he's been both a governor and he's been a, a senator. What state for people who aren't familiar with him? Ohio, I said already. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and he's like all around. I mean, not saying I would vote for him. I'm pretty liberal i'm not a republican but like he's an all-around he's a good candidate you know but he won't win he won't even get the traction i don't think i i think i don't know i, I just think it's bad for the republican party in general it's good for their pockets so that's why all these people are running for office because they can now get book deals and speaking fees jason i'm just gonna say rubio 2016 oh man rubio. tell him to learn how to <laughs> not trump he's gonna drop out man don't don't even worry about it yeah he's ross perot all over again that's yeah. all he is but he said that he may if he doesn't get the nomination he may run as an independent that's even worse for the Republican i would donate party. to his campaign i legit would <laughs> if he ran I as an independent this. he would totally ralph nader the election but yay he would do it like against the gop i would donate significant split, money to that he would campaign. split the gop's vote from and they wouldn't be able to get a full vote and the they would get tranced as long as they lose. Listen, right? I donated to Rick Santorum's campaign last no, last time. Yes, I did because I'm like, he needs to keep going because this is amazing. <laughs> and mostly and because like it made sense because he beat up Mitt Romney. You knew Mitt Romney would win, but he beat up Mitt Romney and like extended that election process. He actually the, went on Rachel Maddow's show last week. Really? What yeah, did he, he say? Uh, he said crazy things like the um, Congress could overturn the Supreme Court on gay marriage. And then Rachel was like pushing him on it, being like, you know, that's not possible without a constitutional amendment. And he was like, and this is where he started to to like come over into sort of reality, which is he was like, well, you know, if a Republican gets elected and appoints some Supreme Court justices to the Supreme Court that are more conservative and then Congress was to pass a law banning gay marriage and then somebody was to sue and challenge that law saying it violated court precedent and it was to go back up to the Supreme Court and now you have six conservatives and th- only three liberals on the court, then they could overturn the, um, the gay marriage decision uh, just like they have overturned decisions in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, which definitely has happened. Like in 1986, they, for example, and this is the opposite end of the spectrum. In 1986, uh, they ruled that sodomy laws were constitutional, and then yeah. and that was Bowers v. Hardwork. And then 2003, they ruled that no, we got Bowers wrong. They changed it back. There was also what the Dred Scott decision yeah. way back when, which was then overruled, yep. um, you know, by Brown v. Board and by other other decisions that came before Brown. Mm. So I mean, he does have a point, and that's why it's so important for I guess for Democrats to put forth the strongest candidate mm-hmm. um and also for democrats that listen i'll be honest i'm very much in favor or a bernie kind of gal but at the end of the day i'm going to go vote for hillary if she's the nominee because the it's too important to lose the balance of the court as far as i'm concerned and there's going to be justices that either die or retire mm-hmm. in the next eight years and that shift of balance on the court could have major major outcomes for just cases that have already been decided like obamacare and yeah. gay marriage and for other cases that may arise to the court yeah you're absolutely right I cannot be mad at that at all. Jason, were you going to say something? Uh, I was going to say an old uh, John McCain statement about Rick Santorum. Uh, Santorum is uh, is the Latin word for a-hole. <laughs> so, <laughs> or other things. You're going to have to urban dictionary stay with that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it, man. John McCain, I'm with yes. you, man. Oh, oh by the way, guys, rest in peace to Bobby Christina. Oh, yeah. Oh, do- okay. That's her name, right? Yeah. 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 Bobby Christina um, was the daughter of Whitney Houston. As you know, Whitney Houston died a couple of years ago. Bobby Christina, um, she was in a coma for the last couple of months. And she finally passed away. So our condolences to her family. And, yeah. you know, it's addiction is a serious thing. And 
you know, you, you just gotta, you know, you can't, you can't ignore that. You, you can't chastise or punish people for something, something like that. It's a sickness that we have to help with. And it also goes to show how somebody who has addiction, how it affects the other people in your family. Um, Bobby Christina tried to take her own life reportedly by in, in a bathtub. Um, she either overdosed or tried to commit suicide the same way that Whitney Houston died, and that was after um, doing some type of drugs. Then she got in the bathtub and fell asleep and suffocated. So I, I think that when you have like a parent or a close loved one who is uh, struggling with some type of addiction, it just shows how it can affect everybody else around you. And that's why we do need to be re- supportive and we do need resources for 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 people who are um, struggling with this. By the way, Kanye West, guess what he's doing? He is sharing naked pictures of Kim Kardashian Stop. to the internet because okay. he is so proud of his wife. Now, listen, I'm a pretty secure man. And like I'm like I'm comfortable and I trust my gr- my girlfriend. But if Marilyn and I were married, or if she even if she's my girlfriend now, I'm not sharing naked pictures of her. So that what is wrong with Kanye? But you know, actually, I'll address what is wrong with Kanye, but in a different light. He's because I'm actually no, I'm actually a kind of impressed with Kanye this week, and not for that reason. Oh, so okay. last weekend, I was watching the premiere episode of I Am Kate, which mm-hmm. is the new. And you know, I'm not into any of that stuff. I'm mm-hmm. watching this solely because you know this is as far as I'm concerned. Research. Dis- no, it's. <laughs> It's a really watershed moment in, for the trans community. And, and, and like, you know what? Caitlin's really doing good work for trans youth. Um, mm-hmm. And you could see that if you watch the first episode. She really makes it her mission. But anyways, this is the first time that Kim and the whole family is coming to meet Caitlin. Mm-hmm. And Kanye shows up. And Kanye is like, you know, Kim's sort of like still a little you know, freaked out, right? And Kanye's like, listen, just live and let live. Like, let people, like, live their truth. Like, you know, I'm happy for her. And Kanye was saying all these things that I never thought I heard Kanye say. And I was like, okay, I got newfound respect for him Well, if you know Kanye, Kanye was advocating for gay rights, like, back in 2002 in hip-hop, when if you even shook hands with a gay person, they will call you gay. So I'm not not at all surprised about Kanye like that. Kanye's always been a little different. We got to remember, this guy, he's artistic, he's a designer. Before he was ever even a rapper, he was into that. Um, you know, that's somewhat alternative yeah. lifestyle, for lack of a better terms. And so anything that he says and does at this point, I don't even put Kanye in the same yeah. realm with most people. You know, yeah. he, even though he's in hip hop, he definitely has a different world perspective. We'll that's why that. I was like such a huge fan of his when he first came out. The college dropout, late registration, graduation. Like he like those those albums, and those songs were like so relevant to my life. But then also he he was really the one that made me think differently about LGBT rights because he's like, listen, my cousin who I grew up with, he's one of my best friends. He comes out as gay. So I have to hate him now. I, I don't right. think that makes sense. And that really made me sit back and go, whoa. So yeah, like I'm not, I'm not surprised about Kanye. I wish that he wasn't, the Santorum that he is now. <laughs> but like, um, yeah. Speaking of not surprising, you heard that the attorney general in Texas got indicted on a three, uh, three felony counts of something, um, <laughs> of something, <laughs> of something. I'm not even sure at the moment. Yeah. Attorney general Ken Paxton. He's actually the head attorney mm-hmm. in the whole state. He represents the uh, Texas state government whenever the, Texas state government is being sued over, mm-hmm. let's say, the constitutionality of their abortion laws. Telling people you don't have or, to allow same-sex marriages to people. Right, or that, and apparently was now indicted um, in a three-count felony indictment. Uh, so obviously, and so now we have both the, the former governor, Rick Perry, is facing an indictment, and the attorney general is facing an indictment, which makes you, begs the question, what's in the water in Texas? <laughs> Shouldn't everything but water at this point. Exactly. <laughs> Fracking fluid. Oh, yes. That must be what it is, guys. 
Um, we're actually going to get ready to wrap up the news roundup, guys. But don't go anywhere because when we come back from our break, we're going to talk about all lions matter. The hashtag, what it means, the significance behind it. Um, racial justice, injustice. You know how we do on Let Your Voice Be Heard. And then later on the show, we have two spe- very special guests coming in studio for the Dreamer and Doer series right here on Let Your Voice Be Heard. So don't go anywhere.